welcome to the Big Kids Book Club. A podcast about all things fictional, from middle grade to young adult. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Big Kids Book Club. My name is Marcus and I'm your host and welcome back to another monthly book chat. This month I'm joined by Laura from the Library Laura podcast. Welcome back for joining us for a second time here at the book club. Happy to be here. And it's just us this week. Uh, Rab is very busy getting edits ready for his Landfill Mountains, his upcoming novel that's coming out in November. And Emma is uh, helping us, working on a sort of side project with us at the moment. It will be coming out soon. There's a, a lovely interview. She's running solo, so that should be exciting. So she's okay. busy preparing for that. So just me and you this week, Laura. And it is April. I know we're recording this at the end of April. But the first thing that came to my mind when I thought about April was April Fool's and jokes. And it's a great time, what with the world being so weird and wonderful at the moment, uh, probably less on the wonderful side, but definitely on the weird side. Uh, it's good to have a giggle now and again. Absolutely. So we're looking this month at books that make us guffaw. Yeah, the whole idea that principally we need laughter. Someone said laughter is the best medicine. I think that person had never had a hangover. But um, that being aside, I definitely feel like laughter, especially in middle grade and young adults, is a sort of a category of books that I feel more middle grades utilize the idea of laughter a lot more than I find YA does. I think YA, we start to get moody and serious, possibly <laughs> because we're teenagers. But uh, middle grade has some amazing sort of funny books. So what we're going to start off this week or this month looking at is what does it mean when we're talking about sort of comedy or funny books? Because I think sometimes people get misconstrued about the idea of childish, especially when we're talking about middle grade. And I think they're two very different things. What about you, Laura? Comedy versus childish. Yeah, um, I think there's definitely, so I did some looking because I find that as you're picking like topics and stuff like that, I'm like, I like to read books, but I don't necessarily pay a lot of attention to like what category they get slotted as. Um, and I tend to like books that kind of overlap a bit. Um, and so like, I enjoy a book that's funny, but I don't necessarily just seek out books because they're funny. I seek out books because I'm interested in what they're about. And if they happen to be comedic or funny or enjoyable or make me laugh like even better and then I have a slightly strange sense of humor and so what I find to be funny versus what I judge other people for laughing at um kind of is in there too so I mean I think like a good example of maybe slightly childish but hilarious would be something like the diary of the wimpy kid series which is not to my taste like I just don't like I don't know it's not my series but I know a bunch of like you know, you can picture like a fourth grade boy just like guffawing to themselves while reading it and just having the best time of their lives and like, you know, great, but it's not necessarily my type of funny. So I think that's an interesting thing to bring to the conversation is like the types of humor and that not everybody finds the same things funny too, so... Yeah, I think that's a good point because I do think there's other different types of sort of like laughter or our senses of humor because, you know, looking at Childish and you mentioned Diary of a Wimpy Kid, I initially was thinking more Captain Underpants and the fact that, you know, they rearranged the school cafeteria lunch sign to say like farts and, and poop and stuff, you know, and like you say, sometimes you need that because that might be the, you mentioned sort of fourth grade boys. 
that might be what gets a reader hooked and it might just be that you know that younger mindset that's what they're going to find funny and it's going to keep them engaged and so sometimes that childish um, sort of like sense of humor that childish laughter and and sort of whimsy is needed in a book and obviously like we're not we're, I mean we're lovers of middle grade but we're not principally the main audience but mm. I do find sometimes you can find real hidden gems especially when you get to the older middle grade as you say the genre blending stuff that is not inherently just this is just all laughs and fun and games you know it's not a circus uh, but they find moments of sort of pure gold uh, in and amongst the sort of the plot or the narrative, the story. So I'm going to talk now, move on to the next one, which is the power of laughter as sort of a, a, say a plot device or a, a story beat, whatever you want to call it, and how important it is for, I think, young people to understand, you know, sometimes laughing at a situation can actually be good if it's in the right context. Yeah, uh, the, the whole adage, you either laugh or you cry. I think, yeah, definitely humor can be a great mechanism for dealing with difficult topics or even teaching. I know like some of the things that I get the most struck by sometimes are like listening to people doing comedy because they get you laughing and then they just kind of like throw this zinger in and they kind of twist the knife and you're like, oh, wow, that was really accurate. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. But yeah, I think I mean, I just read, so this is an adult book, but I just listened to a book called The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osman, I believe. And um, at the end, unbeknownst to me, there was an interview with the author and the lady interviewing him, uh, which I mean, that was an absolute treat. I just really enjoyed that. But the lady interviewing him was talking about how it had such a sense of humor in the book, but like he didn't set out to write a funny book. He set out to write a murder mystery, but then you've got a bunch of these like 70 year old people hanging out in a retirement home and solving murder mysteries. And there's just so many opportunities for humor in that, but it's like subtle. It's not like this book is for laughs, but you sure do laugh a lot in this very serious book. So I, I just think that's interesting. Yeah, it's the, the idea of that the unaware situational comedy. You know, you're not sort of like, you're not pressing as it is say like a, a sitcom on TV where you stop and you pause to allow the, the audience to laugh, but instead- <laughs> laugh actually, track. Yeah. Laugh track, yeah, exactly. But instead there is a sort of like a slight nuance to the fact that there, there can be times where characters end up in ridiculous situations that they themselves can only realize is hilarious or they have to laugh about the, the fact that something's happened. And the power that, you know, I think sometimes, I mean, God, life is so serious sometimes when you sort of you check out the news or social media and everyone's sort of always, I guess, everyone's always trying to one up people, I guess. Uh, there's always a sense of like, there's, you got to keep grinding and you got to keep working and you're like, you give yourself a, a, you know, a heart attack just thinking about, you know, stressing yourself out about all the pressures, especially as a kid, if you think you're reading it and you're like, you might have a bajillion and one exams coming up and you're sort of trying to just trying to blow off some steam so you're going to read a book and actually want to sort of disengage yourself from the seriousness of the real world so the fact that you know even if it's just a sort of a line a character spouts you know just a, a you know a single throwaway sentence that just brings a smile to your face can be so mm -hmm. impactful um so i wonder if uh, like you've ever come across books that have left that impression where you, like you said, you mentioned earlier about not intentionally looking for funny books, but have there been any that you can really think of that sort of you you, you had to step back and go, <laughs> that was good. I like that. Yeah, uh, a couple came to mind. Uh, so another adult book before I get into the, the kids books, I'm reading, I think it's the seventh book. It's called The Woman Who Died a Lot uh, in the Thursday Next 
series. And I just adore Jasper Ford's sense of humor. It is just, it is so funny. There's a lot of wordplay and there's just ridiculous situations that happen. And he also makes a lot of observations about the world. But like last night I read a line and um, Thursday Next had just been promoted to like head librarian and she's complaining to her assistant. Um, and she said, do I always have to talk to insane people? And he goes, unfortunately, as a librarian, it's pretty much mandatory. And I just died. I just died. And and those lines are just kind of like scattered throughout. And I just, I love books that I'm just kind of like reading along, whatever. And all of a sudden I'm like, ah, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Uh, so, so I love the Thursday Next series and, oh man, I'm so glad that I'm reading them. Um, but it is, it has, it has that power. And I think, you know, we, we talk, you know, April Fool's obviously is this big thing where we sort of, I, the idea is that we even have a sort of a holiday sort of, I mean, around the world, everyone sort of knows about April Fool's and this sort of mm -hmm. archaic system that has stuck the test of time because everyone knows we just need one day to just be a little bit silly. And the fact that it's still stuck around. Um, I mean, I've just started rereading uh, Ben Aronovich's uh, Rivers of London because uh, we were just chatting to it with my friend. I'm like, I haven't re read that in ages. And some of the interactions between like uh, Peter and I can't remember the professor's name, but oh my days, it's... It's just like you say, you just sort of like, uh, you just, and it's so weird because when you read a book and you find a funny line, if anyone's in the room with you, you look like a psychopath because you're just reading a book and then you go, nah. Yeah. A lot of times I read while my husband is asleep. And so I have to laugh like really quietly because he's sleeping. Can you imagine just see what wakes up and you're just like, uh, I was like, oh my God, what is, what is wrong with her? Basically. But no, I, I do think it's, it's very important. And I think obviously with middle grade, it is, we've talked about engagement and how that sort of kids need to be also be allowed to be childish sometimes. I feel like, again, the pressures of the world we're putting on them and the, you know, how serious they've got to take exams and school and life away from, and from the schoolroom and the classroom. You know, I think books can be that escapism the same way as if they were to watch cartoons. You look at how slapstick cartoons are. And I feel like sometimes you, you do see like cartoons will almost flip it on its reverse where there might be a serious tone underneath the cartoon and so as an adult you might be like oh snap I see what you're picking up on there and I think mm. actually as an adult reader reading middle grade sometimes the book is a little bit silly and slapstick but actually you read between the lines because maybe because it's like older pair of eyes and an older mindset you can read between the lines you'd be like oh dang actually you're you're going through quite a bit and you can really resonate with the character on a different level. I don't know if you've ever experienced something like that in some middle grade. Yeah. So I just recently read The Third Mushroom by Jennifer Holm. And I laughed so hard in this book because like there's this whole situation where there, so you got your main character and then the main character's grandfather somehow like took some experimental drug or something like that and ended up back in middle school. Uh, so he's like aged back. So he's got two PhDs and is actually a 70 year old, but he's in the body of like a seventh grader. And he's doing all these strange things that teenagers do. And he's starving all the time. And whenever anybody like asks him like what's going on, he goes, ah, it must be the puberty. <laughs> <laughs> it's the puberty. Um, and, but he actually addressed some pretty interesting and kind of serious topics about like how science works and like what happens when science goes wrong and, you know, that kind of thing and some family dynamics. And I mean, this guy 
to the grandpa turned middle schooler again. I mean, he had lost his wife and he'd gone through grief and like, there was a lot of undercurrents of more serious topics, but it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, and it was just, it was just a really fun read. And so, yeah, I've definitely, that, that's a, that's an example that comes to mind and I'm saving, I've got another book that I'm going to mention later when we actually talk about mentioning books, I'm saving it. Yeah. So I don't use it now because I only have so many in mind for this. <laughs> no, that's, that's the good same thing. I've got, I've saved some that I haven't mentioned, but no, the one I did want to talk about was uh, recently, we just done a, a midweek review about it and it's Who Let the Gods Out by Maz Evans. And in that, the main character, Elliot, his, his mum's got uh, quite some serious um, sort of uh, mental sort of things going on where mm. she's, uh, you know, she's struggling. Elliot's really picking up a ton of slack and actually he's a very gloomy topic you could sort of like go like oh man that's quite serious but when he's suddenly like introduced to this world of greek gods and he's suddenly on a mission to try and like stop thanatos from destroying the world there's some oh, insane moments in there like ninja fighting queen and there's a there's a moment where i can't remember like this uh, apollo isn't like an influencer and like using instagram account and uh, <laughs> bits and pieces and there's, there's a point at the end where oh what's it gonna be it's the there's the some antagonist who's an absolute piece of work and she gets her comeuppance and I won't explain how to keep it a secret but you know when they get the comeuppance I was like oh snap yes big smile to my face it was very silly but very charming and it's just what you need sometimes in a book you need to be silly and I think that like you said there is a range of comedy and I think sometimes our funny bones need to be tickled by every single sort of type of comedy out there, not just mm. serious highbrowness, but you know, sometimes you just need a good fart joke. It's that simple. <laughs> so um, not leaving any hot gas on the table here, we are gonna swiftly move out of this segment of the show, but don't go anywhere because we'll be back in the second half to talk about some awesome books we've read and some funny rib ticklers that are soon to catch our eyes and on your TBR. Welcome back to the show. Okay, time to look at some awesome books that have had us chuckling good and proper. Laura, uh, I don't have to worry about where I'm going to start this week. I'm coming straight to you with the first book that you've read, which had you in stitches. Okay, yeah. So um, recently, my friend Eden introduced me to a book, and it's, it's actually at the beginning of a series called Arusha and the End of Time, and it's by Roshani Chakshi. And I really didn't know exactly what to expect, but the best way I can describe it is it's essentially a Percy Jackson type storyline, but what if we were working with the um, Hindu pantheon instead? Uh, and so you have this girl and um, her mom runs like in uh, a history museum and she accidentally brings some spirits to life that she did not mean to and a whole series of really wacky adventures roll out from there. Um, but my favorite two things from this book, first of all, is that up until now, all of the people that the gods have encountered and who have similar situations to Aru are boys. But Aru and her friend Minnie get wrapped up into this and they're girls. And the gods have no idea what to do with that. And there's a lot of kind of like, wait, you're not boys and 
girls can do this too and who what now um, but I just really enjoy I enjoyed that part of it and then the other part was just it's it's like they kind of were on hard times so like there's this one character that like traditionally he's like this big majestic bird and it's very magical and interesting but right now he's stuck in the body of a pigeon and like it's just all of it is kind of like it's kind of like the low budget pantheon that we're working with right now because they've kind of fallen on hard times and it's just so funny Uh, and so if you enjoy Percy Jackson um, I think you would enjoy this book and it was it was good for a laugh but it also had some really good messages about responsibility and friendship and Aru kind of has a penchant for stretching the truth and sometimes that gets her into some situations that she regrets and so it's got, it's got some good lessons um so you kind of you get the ha 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 twist kind of thing going on a few times there but yeah it was just a delight fantastic another one that came up actually going back to that midweek review on who let the gods out it was another one i sort of drew very good sort of connections to for the if you like this part of the uh the whole section so yeah i absolutely agree on it i think it's hilarious I think that's an awesome pick. My one, I'm looking at Kid Normal. Uh, Kid Normal is written by Greg James and Chris Smith, two very funny men here on BBC Radio 1 here in the UK. Uh, Mm. They wrote a funny kids book, and ultimately it is about Murph Cooper, who is a normal boy, but um, because his mum's always moving and because of certain situations, uh, she can't find him a school to basically go to. And she's like trying desperately. One day she accidentally bumps into a guy who uh, is a head teacher. Only thing is she doesn't realize he's the head teacher of a superhero school. Um, <laughs> obviously, uh, as mums do, she said that, oh, no, no, my son Murph, he's super. He's awesome. He's he's super awesome and the the head teacher was like oh wow uh can he so what's his ability can he uh fly oh yeah he's a real flyer he's a real flyer honestly he's 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 great he'll uh he'll really fly up in your school and the superhero head teacher is just like oh okay i sorry i didn't realize you were part of our community you know wink wink nudge nudge so murph gets added to this school of superheroes having no. no superhero abilities think my hero academia but the sort of just he has nothing absolutely nothing (laughs) um but obviously there is a sort of elitism within this school where the guys with the uh, guys and girls with the really cool powers see themselves as a little bit better than others uh murph has no power so he is the bottom of the barrel the teachers take the mick out of him it's sort of it's the sort of thing where like he can't be kicked out of the school but because he has no superpowers he's sort of stuck in the school for superheroes um and there's some with like really lame abilities or you'd say they're lame there's like a girl who can shoot like i think she shoots like unicorns is it uh, uh no horses so she can summon tiny horses which are like about the size of rabbits there's uh, a boy who can like make his hands big or parts of his body just enlarge just that's it. Uh, then, you know, there's a there's a girl, I think she could fly, but only with the assistance of an umbrella. You know, they have really weird, you know, quirks. Uh, anyway, luckily, there's just a weird, as weird superhero, super villain in town. There's this guy who's basically been bitten by a radioactive wasp. And now he's desperately trying to basically take over the town, but more importantly, take over the town's sugar supply because wasps love their sweet bangs. And so it's just really silly. And there's loads of interjections from like the narrators being like, heads up, this is a silly section now. Be prepared because it's about to get silly. And there's loads of these sort of like fourth wall breaks and stuff. It was hilarious. It was very funny. I mean, these two guys are hilarious. If you ever listen to them on radio, if you listen to BBC America, I don't know if you get BBC One radio, it's really good fun. 
Um, and they've written a whole series about it. So Kid Normal has about four or five books now uh, and really, really fun and silly. That sounds hilarious. Now I'm interested. Um, I The sort of unlikely hero trope is always a fun one. Um, yes. Yeah, I love it as well. It has that whole, whole sort of the team dynamic where the, the loser team becomes the guys who save the day. That's always a good one. Um, so they're the ones we've read, which we think you're going to absolutely fall into hysterics over. But we've got a couple of giggles on the horizon that we're looking very much forward to. Laura, what is it that you are hoping to uh, read pretty soon? So uh, I was scrolling through Goodreads yesterday trying to remember what a comedy book is and if I'd ever read any because I was having one of those like, oh darn, um, what am I talking about on the podcast tomorrow moments. Um, but I came across a book called Boys Don't Knit in Public by T.S. Easton. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I did uh, take knitting back up pretty seriously during the pandemic. So it had me right there. Um, but it's about a young man who there's kind of a bit of a misunderstanding and to avoid the young offenders unit, he's ordered to give something back to the community and develop his sense of social alignment. So he's supposed to take up a hobby and the hot teacher he likes is running a knitting group. <laughs> and so he reluctantly at first uh, goes and kind of gets sucked in and to his surprise he decides that he actually likes knitting um, but now he's got to keep that a secret from all his mates and try to impress the girl that he likes and yeah, you know, that kind of thing and I'm like this just sounds like a great premise I'm this, I'm here for this this sounds like it should be like a Netflix like you know um, Forever Yours Laura Jean or, or the, what's that what was the series the uh uh yeah, to all the boys, boys I've loved before. It sounds or... like one of those. It should definitely be a Netflix series, one of these ones. Yeah. yeah, speaking of Netflix series, the other thing that I jotted down on my list of things that I still should read, but I did watch, I watched the first uh, episode or season or whatever of The Last Kids on Earth because some guy I know told me that he really liked it. And I, I we should definitely mention that here on the show of, of you know, funny things. I, I laughed like a middle school boy at that show. Um, and I, I think I'm even proud of that. Um, I sat there one night knitting and watching Last Kids on Earth and giggling the whole time. It was great. I love that series. I have literally just got the, they've just released a, uh, a graphic novel, which got released in April, which has just come out. And of course I got that on pre-order because I'm yes. all in for this series. Uh, the uh, computer game comes out in June. I've already got it saved on my Nintendo Switch wish list. It's like, I've, I'm all, I mean, I would have probably, uh, I, I definitely thought about using that today, but it was like, oh man, I've, it's already got its own middle midweek review. It's already, we <laughs> spoke about it once before. I've already contacted Max to see if he wants to be on the show. Haven't heard anything. Huh? Max, offer still standing. So it's just, I absolutely love that show. That's a great one. If you want to giggle, because it's like monsters, zombies, and really sort of middle grade, you know, 13 year old boy childishness. The puberty. Uh, yeah, <laughs> puberty! Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Yes, well, I can't obviously use any of those for my, what I am looking forward to reading because I've read all of them, some of them many times. Uh, so I've actually uh, luckily got sent this in the post the other day. So what I'm going to use as my, what I'm looking forward to reading is Jim Beckett and the Caravan at the Inch of Doom, lovingly sent to me recently by the people at HarperCollins. This is coming out at the end of May. 
Um, it's lovely. We get sent, getting sent lots of lovely uh, proof books now, which is fantastic. Thank to HarperCollins peeps. Um, anyway, the premise of this is basically uh, Harley is uh, staying at Caravan uh, with her grandparents and suddenly one night the toilet explodes because uh, the toilet you see is a portal to the underworld and her grandparents are the guardians of it. Of course. Yes, I said that. But, but here's the cinch. Her little brother, unfortunately... Uh, got caught up in the explosion and got sucked down to the underworld. And now Harley has 24 hours to basically find him and get him back or else. Now this gave me very much like Coco vibes from like Disney where he's got like get back from the land of the dead or Labyrinth where she's got to find her baby brother. And the fact that the toilet in a caravan is the portal to the underworld. Well, need I say more? Uh, Jim That's Beckett, just though, your, your potty humor set up right very, there. Very potty humor. I know Jim Beckett, this is his first kid's book, but he is a sort of satirist here in the UK. I think he does stuff for like TV. So he's a funny man in real life. Uh, so I, I'm looking very much forward to digging into his first sort of kid's book uh, and seeing if he matches up with uh, just as equally on the childish front. So fingers <laughs> crossed. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. So, wow. Oh, we have flown through this. Lots of stuff for you guys to get involved with. We've thrown like, I think like eight or nine books this week. I mean, definitely made up for the fact that Emma and Rab are MIA, but we have definitely given you guys plenty to sink your teeth into. And hopefully, uh, Laura, this has been something just as equally fun coming back and joining us on our monthly book chat. Oh yeah, it was it was absolutely delightful. And one thing I wanted to mention, I've been kind of thinking about this, is the connection between, so last month's monthly episode was about fantasy, and this one is about comedy and humor, and how I was thinking about how both of those are ways to escape, and they're just different ways to escape. But when we were talking about the seriousness of the world and the heaviness of everything, and, um, you know, sometimes it's, you know, I want to go off with dragons and fairies and, you know, that kind of baby thing. Dragons. Baby, baby dragons. Baby dragons. Absolutely. Um, and sometimes it's, uh, I want to go off and just have a good laugh. And, and sometimes that good laugh is, you know, supernatural, uh, but sometimes it's very rooted in the present. And I just think it's interesting um, where we can find humor so many different places, but, but it can be an escape from the, the heaviness of things. And I think that's one of the, one of the big things to say for the genre. Absolutely. And it's been fantastic to escape from all my real world problems for a good sort of 40, 50 minutes here uh, with you, Laura. So uh, I don't want to let you go right away because Laura, guys, has another fantastic bookish podcast that you guys should be listening to. So, Laura, do you want to tell them all about the Library Laura podcast? Yeah, absolutely. The Library Laura podcast is a weekly podcast where we do book reviews. We talk about how much we love books and libraries, and uh, we have lots of literary enthusiasm. Uh, so about three episodes a month, you get to hear me talk to a guest. Um, I've had some, I've had a pretty wide range of guests. I don't just interview authors. Um, I talked to recently a um, audiobook narrator. Um, I talked to some authors. Uh, sometimes I talk to just regular readers, um, but you will without fail leave with a giant list of books. And I keep those giant lists of books um, on the internet on my um, podcast blog uh, that you can find at librarylaurapodcast.com. And then bookshop.org also lets you kind of like set up a storefront. 
And I have every single list of books that we've talked about on the podcast in my little storefront organized by episode. And so you can just shortcut straight to the list of books without listening to me talk for an hour um, if you want to um, and find all sorts of different books. But I'd love for you to come listen to me and my friends talk about books. There you go, guys. Just pop it into your podcast search bar. I'm sure you will find it. Uh, Laura, where can they find a little bit more about you? Do you have any social media so people can be like, this Laura sounds pretty cool. I'm going to follow her. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the podcast has social media and then I do as well. So uh, for the podcast, you can find us um, at facebook.com slash library Laura podcast at Twitter at library Laura pod because podcast is too long. Um, Instagram, we've got the Library Laura, it's Library Laura podcast uh, on Instagram, uh, where I just post once a week about the episode. So that one's not like super active. Um, And then I hang out a lot on Instagram at library.laura. So I talk some about the podcast, but I also talk about my little free library and books that I'm reading and socks that I've knit and whatever else hits my brain over there. So yeah, um, come find us on the internet fantastic and for us guys you know you know where to find us but let me just remind you in case you don't that is mainly on twitter at big kids book club all one long lovely word there you can find all a mix of our scheduling we've got our midweek review that comes out on wednesdays where we basically pick a book and review it in the middle of the week it's kind of there in the name um but then we've also got our author interviews that happen most fridays and once a month we have a good old book chit chat like we're doing right now you're listening to it what are you doing but you can also find some awesome competitions where you can win signed copies of those books we chat to with authors uh find it there enter them now at big kids book club all right well that's it laura it's been fantastic and i'm sure we'll get to see you soon hopefully on another book club catch-up sounds great i look forward to it And to you, lovely listeners, it's always fantastic to have you with us. So we shall see you again. But until next time, I'm telling you to take care, to stay safe, but most importantly, to keep on reading.